rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's up? Guys, hi. <laughs> How's it going? It's, I haven't seen you in a while, so feels like, at least it feels that way. My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the Right Side of History, Decency, Dignity, Democracy, and Humanity. And we're in big-ass trouble. I keep saying that. We're in big trouble, guys. I almost didn't do a show tonight. Let me just explain how this week has sucked for me and... Um, I'm not in a good mood, I guess. I'm exhausted. I, I can't get into it. I'll, I'll t maybe another day I'll talk to you all about it. I almost didn't do a show tonight, so I, but I wanted to do it anyway, only because, um, we, I haven't seen you in the last, well, since Saturday, and I try to do as many shows as possible. This is why I ask to become a patron so we can have a daily show at a set time. So patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. I know it's annoying. It's annoying to me. And um, you just keep repeating it. You know how it is. So I'm not sure how long this show is going to be. We'll see what happens. I thought I would just start the show. We'll, I'll start talking. We'll see who shows up. And if not, we'll just hang it up tonight. I'll... Um, and I'll see you back here tomorrow for our regular schedule show, okay? But in the meantime, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I thought, um, you know, there's so much going on. Hold on, I dropped something. Always something. Always something falling out of place. So, um, and then I thought, oh, whatever. Who cares what I think? Um, listen. We're in big trouble. We're, um, I was just watching some corporate media, of course, but uh, Timothy Snyder, I'm sure you've heard of him. He's, he's an author. He's an expert in author, authoritarian studies um, and authoritarian cultures, I suppose. So he knows a little bit about how um, democracies fall to autocracy and he's sounding the alarm. He's, it's, and he's not alone. And um, it's time we start talking about it in the present tense, not as if it's going to happen, as if fascism is um, on the horizon. It's not. It's here. And the Republicans, we're, we're not kidding, guys. Um, they are... They're going to destroy democracy. This is the the purpose. That's the big lie. It's why they have a big lie. It's why they're not giving up on the big lie. Because they're following... See, the, the Republicans, and I've said it for years, that in every Republican chest beats the heart of fascism. Of course, take it to its take conservatism to its ultimate conclusion and this is what you get you get fascism and all fascists and because the, in every conservative chess beats the heart of fascism they they behave in ways that they don't realize designates them as fascist and that's what they're doing right now they behave like for example pledging allegiance 
to a flag that was at the at the coup at their version of the beer hall pooch uh, and maybe we should start calling it that january 6th instead of the insurrection just call it the beer hall pooch to bring to mind to evoke the historical references it's exactly what's facing us right now the same goddamn trajectory f- um i'm sorry getting distracted by ding ding and um, yeah, so the same trajectory of that 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 Nazi Germany followed. This is what concerns me. It's not even. Uh, I mean, if history um, uh, history rhymes, they say this certainly does. This is like a spitting image. It's not even a rhyme. It's a goddamn carbon copy of the of the rise of Nazism. They had their attempted violent coup the Nazis, right? The beer hall putsch and people died. Same thing. We had our January 6th. People died, you know, violent attempted overthrow of the government. It wasn't just a bunch of assholes, even though they were all assholes. I mean, that's the common denominator. Everybody in well, all Republicans, although well, let's try it, right? Let's try the um um, this is how you can tell. Although all Republicans aren't assholes, all assholes are Republican, right? It works. Did I say it correctly? Yeah. Uh, and thank you. I see some people in the chat room. I see a couple of others lurking, not chatting, but lurking. I see you in there. I see you. Um, thank you, Ed, for showing up and hanging out and everything else that you do. And thank you, Robin. Thank you, of course, for being here. And thank you for your super chat. Don't worry. See, you feel maybe a little bit um, lonely in that chat room? Don't worry. People will show up. But it's it's difficult when you don't have a fucking show at a set time. It sucks. I know. All right. And also, yeah, how can you, 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 everybody has to have a life. You can't just sit around and say, hey, are we going to have a show tonight? You know what I mean? It doesn't work like that. So bear with me and thank you for, for doing so. So um, like I was saying, I don't know if I sound like a broken record concerning this fascism, but I, I think that this is really... Um, the number one concern i'm very concerned and you guys know it i'm on the fence if we lose the election in um the midterms if we lose any (laughs) if we lose the house or the senate we're done we are done and i I really don't know how to stress that uh, more emphatically so today timothy schneider right before I was um, getting ready to go on air here, and Timothy Snyder was on the corporate media. And let me, I, ca- I caught some of his interview. So I want to play it and we can talk about it because I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I was glad that this was on the corporate media. This needs to get out. So um, here we go. Wait, wrong, wrong one. Where the heck is it? Sorry, guys. Sorry. Here we go. 
Why isn't it no audio? Hold on. Always fucking stupid. Why isn't there no audio? I guess I didn't do it correctly. Huh. Let me see. Where? I could play it like this. Okay. I could do it like this. We'll do it this way. Oh, I wonder why. You know what I think? That's not... It's not... It's something with Ecamm. Oh, man. I hope I can play audio. Looks like there was an up... This is what happens with Ecamm. They update it. For, so I'm able to start the show, and then for some reason, usually when you open up a program, it'll say this program has an update. So do you want to update this? And it's you say yes or no. This ecam, it will update in the like in the middle of a show. It's really annoying. It'll, and then it will kick my audio offline. It's whatever. Okay, I'm just letting you know what the challenges okay I lost everybody <laughs> I lost the all uh, five of you that's great wonderful wonderful okay here here we go let's play this this is the program I use to capture the videos Hold on a second. I uh, I gotta ask. Can you hear that on the chat? You guys hear that coming through? I hope. I'll wait a minute. Yes. Uh, and um, Timothy Schneider's book is on tyranny. Thank you, Robin, in the chat. Yeah. Let me know if you were able to hear that when I played it. Otherwise, I don't know what else to do. What can I do? It sucks. That's why I hate. I, I mean, Ecamm is good for, uh, for some things, but it has its challenges. <sighs> Let's put it that way. So did you guys hear that? <laughs> I'm waiting for the response. It takes about 10. You can't hear him. Great. Like when I did this. Hmm. Great. All right. Well, I'll explain. Hold on. Yeah, Anthony. Nobody can hear it because Ecam is fucking me over again. You know, it really is annoying. I spend all this time capturing videos and shit, and then Ecam comes along and says, "No, bitch, you're not playing any videos on your on your show." And I can't update the fucking audio while we're on the air. So now. All right. Well, let me explain what what Timothy Schneider said in his interview. As far as I can remember, I'd love to let you hear it from his own mouth. But so Timothy Schneider is the author of On Tyranny and, and he is a um, an expert in authoritarian government. And but he is he's explaining that the coup is already it's happening right now we're um and and the way the republicans are going how timothy schneider explained it is that they're they're doing it 
um, they tried the uh, they tried the violent route, and we know because Steve Bannon um, clearly was involved in the planning of this, and so was Trump. This was a strategy. It was this was a coup. They tried to get the government of the United States to they tried to delay the certification of the votes so it could be thrown back to the states. This was their plot. And then the, I don't even know, the states would decide for these technical, whatever. They had it all laid out that it would be decided. And of course it would be decided not by people who love democracy. It would be decided by Republicans, Republicans, who, whose whole purpose is to destroy this country. So when Steve Bannon says he wants to tear down the administrative state, now look at Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon is a, let's see, hold on, Steve Bannon. I just had this picture of him. And I thought to myself, this is the guy that's going to, destroy this country this guy this horrible obviously um troubled person and clearly this is why he's a fascist you in order to well fascism is um the ideology of troubled people of course wait hold on i'm getting a i'm getting now while i'm on on air while i'm live on air I'm just doing this for Ecamm. If if somebody at Ecamm is watching, while I'm live on air, I get a, an, uh, what is this? Update my system audio? To broadcast system audio, please update. Click here. Why would I do this while I'm on air? Why would you t ask me this while I'm on air? Why would you not allow me to play the, use the program as I've been using it before update, right? Why don't you just let me use it? And then if I update it, I'll update it later. Why do you have to hobble me? Am I do, I mean, really, why? Why in the middle of the show, you have to say no audio, no video, no audio, Right? Am I? Is this too much to ask for a show <laughs> that doesn't that that for a program that doesn't fuck your show up? I mean, we got enough problems that doesn't hobble the show. You know, like I spend all day trying to prepare, and then Ecam says, "Well, you know, all those hours you spent." getting videos, capturing videos, outputting them, so we can prepare for the show. No, no, no videos. No videos for your show. I, I, I'm sorry, guys. Thank you for, your, for letting me share. If I really wish I had started this show with, um, with OBS at this point. Because 
like at this point i feel like i i would have to learn a whole new program now and it's really annoying i guess this is why become a patron that's all patreon.com slash tara devlin i'm trying to show you my screen of course it won't show me because something is i i guess i needed to update but it didn't tell me it just told me in the middle of the broadcast that there was an update so all right I know the show sucks. What can you do? <sighs> this is fucked up. All right, whatever. Who cares? Fuck it. I'll just talk. The um. So what? What I was saying is that um. Uh, the this Steve Bannon when he's talking about tearing down the administrative state. He's talking about tearing down democracy. What is the administrative state? It is, it's democracy. It's the bureaucracy of democracy. And when he says, I'm going to tear it down, what are you, that's what you're tearing down. And nobody called him out on it. And this is why we're here. What, I mean, this country, there are so many, there's so many uh, problems that we have to address. That's why I'm like, do I just get the hell out of here or not? And I'm not the only one talking like this. You know that. There are other, I mean, I just talk to people in my daily life, casual conversations. People are like, I know, I got to get the fuck out of here. Like what? I feel bad. I feel bad for young people. Now we have, we're on a precipice, but there are so, I mean, we have, um, not a precipice, we're at a crossroad, we're at a precipice at a crossroads on a cliff. <laughs> I'm using all the, the metaphors, but yeah, we're definitely, see, when I, li I listen to Tom Hartman and he's more optimistic, but, because he says, and it's true, through, uh, when you hit bottom, like, Right before the the New Deal, we had the first Republican Great Depression, right? Before the Progressive Era was the first Gilded Age. So we're standing at a, uh, we're at a turning point where uh, um, we can either go one way or another. But my fear is that we're going to go. <laughs> we're, we will go that fascist way until... We it, uh, it it turns <laughs> it never ends well, and then there'll be a progressive era, of course. But how many people have to die in the meantime? How many people have to suffer? And um, how much longer? How really are we going to take it? So what Timothy Snyder was saying is that the Republicans are engaged in an administrative coup. So when Steve Bannon says tear down the administrative state, th that's what he's talking about. See, democracy, this is why autocrats and assholes hate democracy. They, um, you know, because it takes maturity. It takes um, compromise. It takes the uh, the attachment to ideals, to higher ideals, that you're not, it's not all about you. You're not the center of the universe. 
Hold on a second. Oh, by the way, if you want to call in, <laughs> I know, I know. You can. As soon as I make my camera not, not blurry. And where is it? Call in? If you want to call. You're allowed. Why not? You're free right now. You're a free American. So so when Bannon is talking about tearing down the administrative state, what is he, he's talking about destroying democracy. And that's what Timothy Schneider points out. He, doesn't, he didn't bring, out, bring up Bannon's name, but he points out that in other countries that have fallen to autocracy, it, it, there's not um, a violent overthrow per se. They do it through the administrative state. They corrupt the administrative bureaucracy, uh, the, the bureaucracy of elections in particular, and that's it. That's all you got to do, and it's over. And, that, and we see all around the world, this is exactly what's going on. Look at Russia. You could vote against Putin in Russia. You certainly can. Will he will he receive the news of your vote or that you or that he was defeated? There's no way he could be defeated because it doesn't matter who votes, who counts the votes. And the Republicans know that. They've been telling us that for 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 decades now. Remember during the Bush versus Gore or when what when was this? Was it well Forget just Bush versus Gore in general. That's uh, the end of the American experiment right there. But uh, the, um, you know, the Republicans... Wait, hold on a second. Shit. Whatever. But you know what I'm saying. The I'm very discombobulated. Let me... Um, there's so many other things. I'm very, I'm also incredibly angry <laughs> right now. You may not be, maybe you can t tell it, tell that I have a giant knot in my stomach. This, it makes me in, infuriated to see these horrible people destroying a perfectly decent, po the possibilities of America. I think that's what is, um, I think that is what, crushes me most of all is to destroy to have these horrible people like steve bannon destroy the potential of of america and it is also it's also heartbreaking to think that you know when i think about the um black lives matter movement and the um you know normal people um, well, the Black Lives Matter movement, you notice what Black Lives Matter, the, the, the people involved in the Black Lives Matter movement use the mechanisms of the administrative state to, to further the progressive agenda of making a more perfect union. We're in this together. That's what Black Lives Matter is about. And everybody who isn't an idiot knows that. That when you say black lives matter, you're saying all lives matter. Because if all lives mattered, you wouldn't have to say black lives matter. You, you know what I mean? We understand that. 
though I, we all know how I wish we had chosen a different phrasing at that, but whatever, that's an, another conversation. But the, um, hold on a second, wait, 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 wait. When they're talking, wait, here's Bannon. Bannon says he discussed how to kill the administration in its crib with Trump before January 6th. This is what they were doing. And now all over the country, we understand that they're passing voter suppression laws, kicking people off voting rolls, making it harder to vote, and also ensuring that they count the votes. Now that is, that's it. They're done. It's done. It's done. They don't have to corrupt everywhere. They just got to corrupt in the right places. And they understand that as, as horrible as they are. This is all they do. It's like a prisoner in, who just th sits and thinks about how to escape all day. That's what Steve Bannon does. This is what they do. They're not out there thinking about how to make the world safe for democracy. They're not knocking on doors and asking their constituents how they can make their lives better. How, what could I do as your elected representative in Congress to make your life better? That's not what they're doing. They're, they use their power to enrich themselves even further. That's it. That's it. That's why this country is swirling the drain. And I'm, 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 I'm very upset about it, <laughs> to put it, to put it um, simply, really. I, it, it's enough. I, it's enraging. This is our country, goddammit. We are the majority. They know that. Even now, all of the the assholes stopping the Build Back Better plan, they're representing a far less amount of people in the country. Now, what kind of a successful, great country? How can you have a great country if the people in the country never get what the fuck they vote for? Huh? And... The representatives, the only thing that they do, that they, they think their job is to enrich the rich. And this is the problem in itself. Since you cannot have democracy and this kind of upward immobility at the same time, it doesn't work. <sighs> Steve Bannon knows this. So does Every Republican, they know this. They knew the broken system because they broke it. And they're not going to unbreak it. They have always hated democracy. You get it, guys? They, they've always been the enemies of the people. F enemies from within. Corrupting this country from within. They hate, they hate elections. Who the hell wants to knock on doors when you can just steal? and write the laws. Who wants, who wants to knock on doors? You think Matt Getz wants to knock on doors? He wants to go, he wants to do uh, ecstasy and, and um, have sex with underage girls. This is what he does. And give his friends cushy jobs that they can, they can corrupt for themselves. 
these are all the enemies of the people. And I mean, everywhere we look, they're horrible. So they're horrible people. And this is what gets me very depressed, I guess, is that they're so horrible, yet there are so many people following them. They are, yeah, they're still the minority. They're the, in the minority. Never forget it. That's why I talk about unapologetic liberal talk, since we don't have to apologize for being right, for being small d Democrats, for, for being patriots, because that's what that is. Being a patriot means that you are dedicated to the cause of democracy, not autocracy or strongman rule. All of them... They recognize that. See, the thing about Bannon is that he is a fascist, and he likes it that way. He's a horrible piece of waste of human dirt under somebody's goddamn shoe. That's who Steve Bannon is. Sitting on, I mean, these suckers, these idiots that, that gave money to Steve Bannon that I mean, he was convicted. He was living high on the hog. The hog high on the hog. On a Chinese billionaire's yacht, he had already blown through a million dollars of all those dumbass, uh, all the dollars, the dollars and cents, the idiots scraped together for the con man fucking bunch of morons do you hate you hate black people that much do you is that it you they hate people with darker pigment that much that they will throw out the whole goddamn baby with the bathwater right that's what they're that's what really what we're up against they hate democracy this much that they will destroy it they don't like they can only take it so far and I've said this forever, and I hate being right. I do. I want to be wrong. I really wish they would surprise me, turn around one day, and, and represent their fucking constituents and not their own selfish interests. God damn it. Kill this... This is what he said. This is what Steve Bannon said. Former White House chief strategist... Stephen Bannis. Don't call him Stephen. Fucking give me a break. This is from The Hill. Um, on his podcast, he told Trump to kill this administration in the crib. Piece of dirt. Now, remember, guys, he's talking about kill this administration in the crib. He... he that's how much he hates his fellow Americans and the country. He pretends that we, uh, uh, I mean, we were so unfortunate to have this, this disgusting cretin born. I mean, why couldn't he have been born in Canada? Why had to be born here? Haven't we suffered enough, for God's sakes? But this is the truth. The fact is, if we don't have a racial reckoning in this country, we're done. They know that. Republicans know that. That's why they will never, ever, ever, ever do anything to heal our racist-ass divisions in this country. 
So, um, yeah, and that's what they, I, I say, fuck off and go secede, but I'm in the minority on that at this point. I don't know why. Why am I in the minor, minority on that? Because I do think that at this point, why not, why not break up? They don't want to live here. They don't like democracy. They just like stars and eagles. So they can go live in a shithole authoritarian hellscape with um, some t-shirts with eagles on it. And they can call themselves uh, free because they could say the N-word. Because nobody, nobody with darker pigment would be anywhere near them. So, of course, they would, wouldn't be near them. <sighs> kill the administration in its crib. Now, the administration that won, that received over 7 million more votes than the other scum. And how? How did he even receive one vote? That's why it makes me, um, that's why I guess despondent, I guess. Since I think, how? How could anybody vote for them? How could there be how could there be one vote, much less a million? Let me see. How many people voted for Trump? Let me look this up. How many votes for Trump? Let's see, 2020. By the numbers. La 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 la. Let me see. Biden won eight eighty one million two hundred and eighty three thousand and uh, ninety eight votes. <sighs> he is the first U.S. presidential candidate to have won more than eighty million votes. Trump won seventy four million, which is a pretty large gap. He won, so Biden won 51.3% of the vote and asshole won 46.8. That's more votes than any other presidential candidate has ever won, talking about Biden, with the exception, oh wait, with the exception of Biden. Yes, third party candidates picked up 1.8%, blah, blah, blah. More than one. 159 million Americans voted. Who cares? Who cares? So was the election close or not? So did Biden win comfortably? Yes. If you go by the vote, the popular vote, in the past six elections, only Barack Obama won by a larger vote margin. <sighs> Likewise, Biden's 4.5 percentage lead, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, you know, you know, you know. But as Andrew Jackson, Jackson, Samuel Tilden, and Grover Cleveland, I cannot talk, Al Gore and Hillary Clinton can all attest, winning the popular vote doesn't necessarily mean, mean winning the presidency. The stupidest, ridiculous, anti-democratic bullshit um, in, embedded in our body politic, no doubt because of uh, some budding fascist, a conservative who had a, in his chest, was beating the fascist heart. That's what, that's the conservatives. I mean, we've always been battling conservatism. And it can be argued that 
we've been battling conservatism our entire existence as a species. Ever since we crawl out of the ooze, you know, Republicans, cons- not Republicans, well, they were conservatives, have been biting us, biting our ankles, dragging us back, no matter what we do. They're constantly standing, um, well, not just standing in the way, but dragging us down, dragging us down, tearing us apart, dragging us down. That's them. And, okay, there's so many. That's all I, I'm talking about, Steve Bannon. Um, the the thing, uh, uh, if you saw Officer Fanon on Chris Hayes' show the other night, and I'm getting annoyed because I can't play these videos. <laughs> um, and what he said, I thought it was great. He said that it's... It's ridiculous that the the goddamn legislative branch of the United States can't go and arrest somebody. Can't, that, that has to be this bullshit procedure, red tape, all this goddamn red tape to go arrest a scumbag who defies a subpoena? You try to defy a subpoena. Steve Bannon gets to defy a subpoena? That piece of shit? That filthy, disgusting con man who robbed people he pretends to support and uh, while uh, lounging out in the, uh, on some billionaire's yacht, on a Chinese billionaire's yacht. Another, uh, yeah, to add another layer of bullshit. Because you know how Republicans are always like, China Joe, that, that's how we know they're up to their eyebrows in corruption in China. Because they're projecting onto Joe Biden, China Joe. So it's a distraction, deflection. Don't look over here, look over there. He, they're, they are so up to their asses in corruption and more in China. They don't give a shit. Do you think these people care about borders? They only care about borders to get their morons whipped into a frenzy. That's it. They don't care. The the only only, um, line of delineation they see is green, is the dollar. Maybe it's gold sometimes, but it's very shiny, and um, it gets them laid. So they like it a lot, because that's all that matters. They, they matter. That's it. You don't matter. That's why they don't like black lives matter, because no lives matter to them. All that matters are them, is themselves. Please. And I'm just mad. I'm looking at the videos I'm supposed to be playing right now and it's annoying. (sighs) Yeah, but we have so many problems and another problem, it's not just uh, Bannon. Bannon is disgusting. He must be called out and must be, you know what, um, 
this is what is so concerning too, because Timothy Snyder, what he was saying is that um, when when there um, an autocracy finishes is successful in um, corrupting the um, the administrative state, so to speak then it's done. We're done. There's nothing you can do. There's no voting. There's that, that's it. You can vote. We'll, we'll still be voting. I'll, I'll probably, who knows? Will I be here? Who knows? But we, we'll go through the motions of democracy. But will there be a democracy? I don't know. And actually, let's l listen to, well, we can't listen to him. I'll have to read this. Um, Salon, from Salon, Timothy Schneider warned us fascism was coming now he says that we can survive it now i saw this and i want to read it i was only able to peruse it so i i, I didn't read the entire article so just letting you know one reason historian this is from salon by chauncey de vega one reason historians study the past is to better understand the present in his books essays and public scholarship historian Timothy Snyder has been conducting a master class on authoritarianism, neo-fascism, and the existential threat that Donald Trump and his movement represent to America's multiracial democracy. Snyder, a professor at Yale, is the author of best-selling books on tyranny, 20 lessons from the 20th century, and the road to unfreedom, Russia, Europe, and America, might have to put a pin in that because I didn't read that and I'm going to. Um, our, uh, and Our Malady, Lessons in Liberty from a Hospital Diary. Hold on a second. This is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out, guys. I don't know what I'd do without you. I really don't. All right, back to this article we're reading from Salon by Chauncey DeVega called... Timothy Snyder warned us fascism was coming, and now he says we can survive it. And that's why I, I caught the headline. I was like, I got to read this, but I wasn't able to finish. So let's get to, let's finish it together. Let's see. Is there hope? Let's find out together. <laughs> and his, his new book, On Tyranny Graphic Edition, is an adaptation of his bestseller. Okay. Um, in a series of conversations at Salon, Snyder has repeatedly warned and predicted how Donald Trump's regime, the Republican Party, and the ascendant neo-fascist movement would threaten the foundations and future of American democracy. In May of 2017, he speculated on how quickly American democracy could crumble in the face of this assault. He said, nobody can be sure how long this particular regime change with Trump will take, but there is a clock, and the clock is really ticking. It's three years on the outside, but more like something like a year. In January 2018, we will probably have a pretty, pretty good idea which way this thing is going. It's going to depend more on us than on them. In the meantime, once you get past a certain threshold, it starts to depend more on more on them than us. And then things are much, much worse. It makes me sad to think how Americans would behave at that point. Me too. 
Several months later, Schneider said this about the precarious state of the rule of law under Trump. He said, I think the most predictable thing, because it does not have to do with, the le with legislation, was the moral effect that his presence would have. Absolutely. Moral effect. The moral standing of this country. The excuse me. Republicans have destroyed it. What do you say? I, I remember Clinton during Monica Lewinsky and the Republicans all over, uh, I, even just the morons, the average Joe assholes on the average Joe dumbass talk shows going, what am I going to tell my children? Now they don't even know. Now I'm going to have to tell them about a BJ. Now I'm going to have to tell them about uh, the blue dress. Like, who cares? I mean, what about the children now, you pricks? You know what they say? Oh, well, um, God works in mysterious ways. Funny how everything they do is from God, right? And everything we do, everything the Democ d normal people do, is somehow of the devil or crazy or be beyond freedom. It's tyranny. <sighs> oh my God. The moral effect. And I, and actually we've discussed this before. You know, it's been reported by parents and teachers that children are acting up in, in, uh, in ways uh, that are to be discouraged. And what, what happens? They say, oh, well, uh, the president does it. The president says it. What are you going to do? Well, the president makes fun of disabled people. Why not me? Well, the president, what else is the president? I mean, he does it all. The president grabs them by the pussy. Who cares? I know something happened. I just know it didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't him. Something must have happened to her. She just doesn't know. She's a girl. What do you know? But that's, hey, if it's good for Twitler, it's the president. If it's good for Steve Bannon, next time you get a subpoena, or anything, any interaction with uh, the law, just say, nah, fuck it. Because I want all the benefits of civilization, but none of the responsibilities. That's what it boils down to. Republicans want all the benefits, but none of the responsibilities. That's why they, they're like children. I mean, look at Steve Bannon. Does he even know how to take a bath? Maybe that's why his mommy hasn't told him to take a bath. So there's no to do it. Jesus Christ. It's three years on the outside, but more likelihood something like a year in January 2018. Wait, where am I? Once you get past a certain threshold, blah, 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 blah. So it's depend on more on them than us, and then things are much worse. Okay. I think the most predictable thing um, 
This is what he says about the rule of law under Trump. I think the most predictable thing, because it does not have to do with legislation, was the moral effect his presence would have. This works in three ways. It works by what Trump does and says. For example, the outrageous things he says about the press and his obsession with violence. It also works by the things he doesn't say and the things he doesn't condemn. On the one hand, and on the other hand, is a way to destroy values and virtues. Because if the leader of the country does not have a firm opinion about good and evil, then it becomes very hard for others to have those firm opinions. Makes sense. People who have opinions which are, in fact, absolutely evil are supported by this kind of relativism. With the attempted terrorist attacks, defacing Holocaust memorials, I, I mean, I can't even believe this, when I, that I'm reading this. Defacing Holocaust memorials. This is where we live. We got assholes in this country, and they are fucking out. They are shameless. They are f letting their freak flags fly, and they suck. And there are two truths in this country. That's why I'm um, pessimistic about the future, whether we're going to survive. I believe that sec secession or breaking this country up is the way we will survive. We have to, it's like, it's like what, what happens when you have a, um, I don't know, you have a, you get in an accident and you have a, you're in, you're, you know, I don't know, if thine offend you, pluck it out, right? If it's not working, let's get the, get, let's break it up, divvy it up. Oh, well, you want a nuclear weapon? Is that it? Because God knows you won't be doing anything for your people. Well, so we'll be living, um, we'll be having a country that works for more than just the 1%, and they can have Gilead. I don't care. Let I just don't want them to continuously destroy our lives. You know, the country that I put on a uniform for, that so many others did so, uh, gave their last measure of devotion to create, to sustain, to entrust to us. And these pricks, they just don't like it. And the likes of Steve Bannon, what do you think? You know, you get... Um, the giants of history, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Ben Franklin, and then you get Steve Bannon? Steve Bannon, a prick, a smelly person. I, I, I mean, somebody who can't, who doesn't know how to bathe. Uh, that's basics. Usually when people are disheveled, they smell they they're out of control i mean you get them help you don't turn to them to um sh frame shape shape a country we already shaped that country asshole we're trying to make a more perfect union and we know if this were 
if this were Germany in the 30s, where, <laughs> my God, God help us. Wait, wait, I'm just trying to find the article. I lost everybody. Where are you? Where's my free, my people? My freeple, my people, my people. Oh my God, there are more people. People, I see you people. So we got people. It's not always, you're not all alone, Ed. Ed was the first in the room. And thank you, let me say, first of all, hello. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Ed. Thank you, Jim. Jim, for your super chat, of course. Thank you, JD. JD says hi. Hi, JD. You lucky bastard. Because JD super chats in pounds, which means he's, he's living in a civilized country. Can, can England take us back, maybe? Can we come back? Hold on. All right. Where is it? Okay, we're reading Timothy Schneider's... Well, we're reading an article by Chauncey DeVega in Salon um, concerning um, autocracy on tyranny, 20 lessons from the 20th century. Timothy Schneider's book, one of his books on the decline and fall of free societies to um, fascism. So this is um, this is Timothy's. I was reading. This is a continuation of the same section. Okay, whatever. The section. Wait, where, where, where am I? Where am I? People who have opinions which are, in fact, absolutely evil are supported by this kind of relativism. With the attempted terrorist attack defacing Holocaust memorials and defacing the Lincoln Memorial, which just happened, by the way, you're looking at the demoralization of society. Who the fuck would deface a Holocaust memorial? Anybody have an answer to that? Who the would do that. That's why I'm I'm flabbergasted. I I never wanted to have a need to say that word, but here I am saying it. Flabbergasted. That's all. I am. I really am. I thought better. I, re I thought better of the majority. I knew there were assholes, but. You know, the other thing, I guess it's when you talk about a failure of imagination, I suppose it's a failure of my imagination that I didn't think that it could happen here. Uh, even though we have books and I've, of course, read history and whatnot, we've, I've read the book. It can happen here. Or it, what's the other one? Yeah, it's uh, Sinclair Lewis, right? It can't, it can't happen here. Well, you know what I mean. I read that book. I mean, it's not a great book, but you get the point. And it does, it did seem just like fiction. 
I felt safe. And if it did happen, if we fell to autocracy, it wouldn't be in my lifetime. I didn't think we would get here this quickly. But couple the complete moral, the the moral bankruptcy of the the of the Republican Party with their selfishness and self-serving agenda, and then you throw in the con man, I guess it's just a full tilt boogie down to race to the bottom. People have opinions which are in fact absolutely evil, are supported by this kind of relativism. Relativism. Wow. You are looking at the demoralization of society. Exactly. That's what's going on. Everybody's like, we're so divided. We're so divided. And partly, guys, this is what we're doing here. Not dividing, but reclaiming the, um, the argument. We, of course we're divided. Because you have divided us. We're divided along... Uh, we're not Americans. We're, I got mine, sucks to be you. The United States of sucks to be you, as Haiku said. I like that. I think we're going we're gonna to trademark that. It's true. It's the United States of sucks to be you. We're, not, we're, we're divided because they continue to divide us. And this is why th what we're doing here is important. Because maybe this will get to the ears of somebody in corporate media. We have people with larger platforms and they can run with it. I'm fine with that. Just, you know, fix it. Fix this country. I'm just tired of the needless suffering and death and the greed. I'm tired of looking at Jeff Bezos's Cheshire cat eating grin. Yeah, he's not the he doesn't have a Cheshire cat grin. He's a Cheshire cat eaten grin. The second big trend is that we are hanging by our teeth to the rule of law. That was my judgment at the beginning of his presidency, and it is still my judgment now. The rule of law is what gives us a chance to rebuild the system after everything is done. True. Obviously, this is Timothy Schneider still, obviously, he says, we are in a slow-motion Reichstag fire. Can you believe that? This guy who is a, um, an expert, a scholar on authoritarian societies, let it sink in. I mean, it gives me chills. We are in a slow-motion Reichstag fire. That is what is happening. This is, this is his words. Donald Trump is not as skilled as Hitler. He doesn't work as hard as Hitler. Of course, he doesn't work at all. He doesn't have the same level of confidence as Hitler. Oh, of course he doesn't, because he's a con man and he knows it. And that's why, I mean, the funniest thing, I guess we should, maybe we should talk about that, Trump's failed social media. Well, we, we can talk about that. If Trump is not successful, oh, wait, 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 let me go back a little. He doesn't have the same level of confidence as Hitler, but he is clearly looking for that Reichstag fire emergency. Trump tried to make Black Lives Matter into that emergency. Like, 
with his anti-fascists and thugs and the law and order and so and so. Um, Donald Trump keeps trying to make that Reichstag fire work. If Trump is not successful, then that is to the credit of the people who are resisting. Donald Trump is not involved in a political campaign. It is a it is an emergency politics in which the it excuse me, let me start this again. It is emergency politics in the constant search for an emergency. Whether Trump and his allies can line up the emergency politics with the emergency, I don't know. But that is all that Trump and his allies got on their side. And that's all they have going through election day. And this is before the 2020 election, of course. And he continues, unfortunately, the Democratic Party, the so-called resistance and other pro-democracy forces, for the most part, oh, this is not Snyder, excuse me, this is the article, um, for the most part, did not listen to Schneider and other experts' warnings. Matters are even more dire now than they were on January 6th. Democrat, they really are. It's worse now. It is because we see the um, the it is transparent what's going on. The, we see the the complete moral bankruptcy of the Republican Party. We see that they are not a pro-democracy party anymore, if they ever were. I doubt it. Um, they were loosely. I'm sure there were some in there, but republicans hate democracy that's part of that's what a, that's conservatism they just want they want daddy that's conservatism they want a big big daddy to tell them what who, um who who can who's wrong who's right what pigment is good what pigment is bad uh-oh what about orange pigment get up here get up here are you just going to stare? Everybody wants to see you. Get up here. Yay! Everybody. We know who's here. Tara Jr. Jr. Where is my junior? Yeah, you are. I know you're there. Everybody, ladies and gentlemen, it is... <laughs> Tara Jr. All right. I know. You just sit there. Just sit and stare. Unfortunately, the Democratic Party, the so-called resistance, and other pro-democracy forces, for the most part, did not listen to Snyder and other experts' warnings. Matters are even more dire than they were on January 6th. Democrats and pro-democracy forces are not acting with the urgency required to defeat the Republican fascist movement and continue to behave as though compromise and bipartisanship is somehow going to save American democracy. Oh, yeah. And here we are, right? This is what we're up against. We got the Bannons, and then you got the cinemas and the mansions to put the last nail of the coffin in. In this new conversation, Snyder reflects on how and why America's democracy crisis is getting worse, the seductive power of normalization and denial. And I think that's what it's about. 
we don't want it's like people in general we don't want conflict we don't want we just want to get through our lives people don't want to see what's right in front of their faces especially if we if it requires um strong action we who wants to deal with this shit you think i want to we we have so much other things we could be doing. Could you imagine if we're not if we weren't fighting fascism and we had a functioning country? Could you imagine? So that's what breaks my heart. I sit around and I think about what could be. You know? And it makes me want to cry. Cuz we have everything there in in our founding documents all there saying exactly the kind of country we deserve. One that promotes the general welfare over the, over the welfare of the corporate elite, over the 1%. We're in this together. What? The founders made our national motto, E Pluribus Unum. Why would they do that? If they were making a country that wasn't, that was a bunch of rugged individuals who didn't give a shit about each other. Because that sounds like the system that they escaped. Everybody in their own, you know, um, just find your Lord to serve and then maybe he'll trickle some benefits on you. And because don't expect anything from. The government, all you're supposed to do is pay your taxes so it can be immediately funneled to the top. So you pay your taxes, and there's Joe Manchin, Kristen Cinema, and the entire Republican Party standing there telling you to uh, that you're, I don't know, you're too entitled. So that's what we do. We work. We we pay our taxes solely not for benefits not for a civilization that we're paying for you know the admission price to civilization you would think you would expect some services in return right but all the services are cut all the things that we need get cut you know why because the rich got to get richer i got to tell you i don't want i don't want to talk about this because <laughs> This story that happened on Sunday, I, I'm going to start crying. I um, had a very bad, not bad, I don't know, whatever. I can't talk about it. It'll make me, I, I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, I could feel it already. It's, it was a very upsetting thing. I, all right, I'll just explain it briefly. If I, if I cry, um, it's your fault. So I... So you guys know I I do volunteer work for New York City Feral Cat, do TNR, and because of that I I encounter a lot of raccoons, and who for the most part peacefully cohabitate with the rac with the with the um, cats, you know. And anyway, there's been a lot of sick and. Well, I found a lot of dead raccoons lately, like the past six months. And it's not just me. A bunch of other people who volunteer and also workers have found them. And um, we've been very concerned about if somebody's poisoning them or something is happening there. And 
to make a long story short, I went on Sunday and I saw what I thought was a dead raccoon and I was going to, I have a grabber and I was going to put it in a bag and dispose of it. And, um, you know, it's disgusting. Of course, I hate doing it. It's terrible and horrible. But this time when I went to grab him, I grabbed and it was, and he moved. Um, he wasn't he hadn't died and it was the saddest goddamn thing i can't talk about it because it was the it was the middle of the day so they're nocturnal so the other thing was that he had his he put his hand over his eyes it was such a human thing hold on hold on so I stayed with him. I called I called up the Wild Bird Fund. I called up, I mean I was trying to get help. I don't what do you do in a situation like this? So we have a we have a wildlife rehab here in New York it's called the Wild Bird Fund. They their machine said if you found a raccoon that's sick, you know, call us, do not bring it in cuz it could have distemper you know it's you never know the raccoon could be sick in some way i don't know that's i feel very guilty um i feel like i wish i could have done more but they never called back that's the bottom line ac the acc came at i was with this raccoon for <laughs> six hours until i mean every the, the everything was uh closed it was dark finally acc came at this point, the only, and the poor thing was still hanging on. <sighs> but anyway, the poor thing, right? <sighs> but it took, you know, so long. Then they're like, there's something else going on in, in the Bronx. We can't get there. And this is why it was... The point was that by this time, the only thing we could do was euthanize the thing, right? But why am I saying this story that I swore I wouldn't tell? <laughs> because I knew this was going to happen. Because... In a perfect world, in a world where, you know, things don't suck, in a, in a world that's functioning, we would have, we would have um, funding for services that people actually need and use. Like there wouldn't be one um, ACC van in all of New York City. Do you know what I mean? Animal care and control. There wouldn't be... We would have money to do things. We would pay our dues. You know, you pay your dues, and then you get your services in return. And if you encounter wounded or injured birds, wildlife, whatever, there are services. I mean, that's what civilization is. Does that make sense? Or am I being overly sensitive? Because I, I thought to myself, what the doesn't anybody give a shit? 
Anyway. All right. And but that's really it. This is we pay for the uh, um what's the word? It's a it's a moral document. Our budget is a moral document. And we don't we're we're morally bankrupt. This is why everybody is at each other's throats. God damn it. I wish I had a video <laughs> to play. All right. Whatever. Let's get back to. And that's what I thought. I mean, when I was sitting there with the raccoon, I was really. This is what I was thinking of. And the thing is, is like, you know, I've been upset since Sunday about the raccoon, but it's not really the raccoon, you know? It's like the world. Oh boy. What a fucking show, right? Show sucks. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, what do I do with this show? What? What's going on? Is this a show or is this like my therapy? It's a little bit of both. <laughs> anyway, but that's what I was thinking of. I have to I, when when I get it further away from the from the trauma of it, I'll probably be able to talk about it more without, you know, this, without being like this. But it really upset me obviously but it also it was this it was the raccoon of course i wanted to help him but it's really everything you know enough is enough all right so snyder offers his advice on how to resist the rising tide of fascism Americans must create lighthouses of truth and democracy, which should include more local news media and other civic institutions that can help our fellow citizens become better informed. Well, I mean, that's good. And the, this is Timothy Schneider saying, this is how we combat the rising fascism. Create lighthouses of truth and democracy. That's, uh, hello, right here. We're doing it here, of course, but the other, it's just that, um, it's impenetrable. Truth is incidental. It doesn't matter to right-wingers and conservatives. Truth is, truth is pesky. It's annoying. They, they care nothing about it. It doesn't factor in any way, shape, or form into their decision-making. They're not a political party that's representing the people. They are a, they're, they're a coup of self-serving um, scumbags. That's it. Snyder offers advice, okay, Americans must create lighthouses of democracy, lighthouses of truth. Toward the end of this conversation, Snyder observes that America 
is at a turning point in history where there are hopeful possibilities for the future, but also <laughs> nightmarish potentials. That is it, man. I, I guess, you know, Tom Hartman is sort of like glass half full. I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry. This conversation, um, well, it says, wait, has been edited. How are you feeling now? How do you make sense of America's escalating democracy crisis? You predicted more or less what would happen with Trump's regime and the country's path to autocracy. Normalization has no bottom. This is um, Timothy Schneider saying this. Normalization has no bottom. People can normalize just about anything. Many people who supported Trump back in 2016 would, back then, have pronounced themselves appalled by things that did, in fact, happen. But if you don't make an active break, you will go along and write down <laughs> through the coup attempt. On another side, for people who oppose Trump, the temptation is to think that problems can be solved in one stroke. They tell themselves, maybe I was wrong. Maybe some things did happen that were bad. But surely now we've taken some, some kind of turn. Those who like Trump are still thinking about him all the time, and those who don't have sometimes lost their focus. This is Timothy Snyder saying this, but... And that is what is particularly frightening. There are structural changes underway that is more important than Trump. What's frightening about this moment is that unlike 2016, where there were America's historic problems plus one person, now there are, you know, one person, Donald Trump, now there are those historical problems plus a coordinated, multi-layered effort to sabotage our elections. Hello. And that's the bottom line. They're undermining, the, not just undermining, they're rigging the elections. And what Timothy Schneider said, and maybe by tomorrow, if I, we, when we get back together again, um, I could update eCam and we can watch some videos or talk about some videos, but we, we can listen to Timothy Schneider because this is what what he says that uh, you know he's not kidding around. We're in a in a um, incredibly dangerous moment, and I think it's um, and he kept pointing it out to um, the what's his name Ari. What's that name? Uh, the beat with Ari Berman. He. Um, but he kept pointing it out to Ari Berman to not talk in past tense or talk in not past tense, future tense, as if it could happen. He said, it's happening. So it's, but we do that, right? I notice I do that too. If this happens or the way we phrase um, what we're dealing with now is, is as if, it's something that c might happen if we're not careful, but it's happening. And you know what's going to happen? This is what I fear. We're all, everybody's going to be motivated. Most normal people understand we, we hate Trump. Trump is a scumbag. He's gross. Nobody, who wants to deal with him? Only the mentally ill. 
and the morally bankrupt. But, you know, who wants to, to deal with this constantly? Not me. Wait a minute. Wait, he's talking about password. I would tell, here, here, here. I received many emails from people asking me about leaving the country because of Trump and everything that's happening. They are concerned about what to do, and it might be too late to make that decision. What would you tell them? I would tell them to have a valid passport and a plan. Can you believe this shit? The guy who is a autocracy expert is telling American citizens to have a passport and a plan. Okay? If you have a plan, then you can think sensibly about the moment. Beyond that answer, I would have to know them personally. Where are we in the story of America's democracy crisis? Are we in the beginning of the story, the middle, or something else? Finally, can this all be turned off? Or is the road ahead a function, uh, a road ahead a function of path dependency? History tells us this is Timothy Schneider answering. History tells us that there are always more roads for good or for ill than we can see at any given moment. We are close to a kind of managed democracy brought either by legal changes at the state level, a dramatic repeated coup attempt in 2025, or likely a mixture of both. See? So he's saying there will be a mixture of violence, violent intimidation, and, um, you know, uh, election rigging. The scenario is right out there in the open, and it is underway. But it is far from inevitable. Defense is now played at a higher level than in 2016. There is more awareness of the need for structural changes. But above all, we need a sense of a future which is something better than advertised, than, excuse me, than something better than an averted disaster. Without visions for a better future, it's hard to shake the sense that there is some kind of path dependency. Personally, I think there are much brighter versions of the future out there alongside much darker ones. All right. I guess we'll have to take it, you know. I'll take that kind of optimism. That sounds more measured in a way. But he's being realistic. We are going one of two ways now. One is one is a brighter version of that future. The other one is an all-out all autocracy. God. Hold on a second. How's everybody in the chat room? Right. I know. I see Andrea on the chat. Why would people be motivated to go out and vote for Dems who are not delivering? And yeah. And this is it. Exactly. So into this whole um, destruction of the grand experiment steps Kristen Cinema. And Joe Manchin, God help us. Hold on a second. Boom, boom, bing, boom, boom. Oh, my God. That's just my time for tonight.
just looking at the time. Um, which brings me to the next thing. I mean, we are, there's so many things to talk about, but I'm. I wanted to talk about. Well, I hate. I hate Kristen Cinema. I hate her. I just hate her guts. Um, if anybody would, if there's a danger turning to a Republican, she's going to do it. Trust me. She's the fucking one, not Joe Manchin. They're saying uh, in the media, in the corporate media, they're saying Joe Manchin floated leaving the Democratic Party. Wait, I just heard something. Did did I get disconnected? No. Okay. It's not. See, Kristen Cinema is not. Um, Kristen Cinema is a sociopath. There's something fundamentally wrong with her, just like the, every other Republican. And so there. So why would anybody vote for Gems? Because they're not delivering. Now the message is going to be, and I get it though. You want the Dems to deliver. You got to give a majority. So we got we got this razor thin majority with these two scum suckers, um, rocks, albatrosses, uh, ball and chains, idiots, sociopaths, um, blocking everything as if you know everything that Timothy Snyder just said isn't true. As if we have this time to waste. The fact is, we wouldn't be here if it were, um, if it weren't for our income disparity, our upward immobility, all of the ingredients of fascism. They set in motion. They've been setting that in motion since the first fucking Gilded Age, and I'm sick of it. You know, like this bitch, um, cinema. Now, she, her thing, they asked her, because at least, see, I hate Joe Manchin, too, but he is what he is. And he is that rare West Virginia, I guess, Democrat? He's rare? Who's fucking cinema? She's a, she's, she's not hanging by a thread. Her constituents want her to pass this fucking bill, just like Joe Manchin's constituents. That's the other thing that on corporate media, they keep saying, well, Joe Manchin has his constituents to think of, and they're just not there. You know, this is a red state. Are you kidding me? In the red states, they want this bill back better. They need it, especially West Virginia. Because the Republicans and people like Joe Manchin have left West Virginia in a real shithole. So, come on. Cinema. So they asked Manchin, and you can almost understand, even though I hate him, too, and I get, like, I get it. You know, he's got, he's got these coal fuckers. They want to die of black lung. Okay, go suck on a fucking piece of coal. What do you want from me? We want to live. On a on a habitable, and in we don't want our planet to be a um, an oil soaked filth pit. Maybe you'll like that. Maybe that's the way you live. I don't know, but we don't like that. 
So, okay, you want your constituents to die of black lung disease. We get it. You want them to die. Either way, well, you'll take it. If it's black lung, you'll take it. So, but he wants to cut down, uh, whatever, fuck up Joe Biden, the electric vehicle charging. Can you believe this shit? We have 320 million people in this shithole country, and we got Joe Man, one, one bitch, and basic bitch at that, Joe Manchin, um, standing in the way. So we, we're, we're going to live in, um, in a planet on fire. We, we, we will spend so much more money fixing and cleaning up the messes from climate change and all the catastrophic weather disasters that we increasingly have to deal with. And, uh, you know, Joe Man because Joe Manchin wants his constituents to die. He wants them to die of black lung as if that's like a positive. Oh, my constituents all want to die of black lung. Well, maybe they would like to have a job where they don't die. Well, you know, of black lung. They're going to die eventually. Well, maybe you could do something for somebody else for a change instead of the people at the top who don't give a shit. They already destroyed this planet. They're not going to fix it. They need more. They want more. It's never enough. They don't care who dies and what kind of a catastrophe they leave in their wake because they'll be dead. They don't care. But cinema, the other thing, so, so Joe Manchin is like, I, I don't, my line in the sand is this uh, making a, a planet that isn't um, awash with dirty, archaic energy, filthy, disgusting, uh, you know, with people dying of black lung and poison, and, you know, the ocean, be, I mean, everywhere you look, it's the the filth of uh of the fossil fuel industry and it's you know we've had enough most of us have we wouldn't even be in this boat if not for greed now cuz we know 100 years ago we had electric cars we would still we wouldn't even be here you know what i mean it's so ridiculous we're here because um rich people corrupted government and government wrote laws to uh, that that greased the wheels, <laughs> literally and figuratively, of the big oil uh, industry. Uh, we pay. See, that's another thing. We pay our taxes, and instead of it going to services like animal care and control or, you know, health care for humans, we get nothing. We get funneled into Joe Manchin's houseboat. That's it. We pay the dues, and it go. they don't pay. You see, this is what makes me sick and what makes us all sick. It's like going into anywhere. You know, you pay your cover charge, and then you get these billionaire pricks walking in. Hey, it's on them. Because they don't pay their fair share. They don't even pay the price of admission. God damn them. But cinema, her thing. So Joe Manchin's thing is he doesn't like uh, living on a clean planet. 
or an, a habitable planet. Is that a word? Habitable? Yeah, yeah. And um, cinemas is that she, because they kept asking her, what's, what do you want, bitch? You basic ass bitch. What's your, we see your antics. We see your stupid pink hair. We see your stupid bisexual. We, you say you're a bisexual? Who cares, honey? I don't care. Nobody cares. You're bisexual. Uh, are you a topper about? Who cares, bitch? You're not interesting. You're like you're as interesting as Donald Trump Jr. and as talented. And her thing now is she she had to come up with something. I guess she said, um, yeah, yeah. You know what I don't like? I uh, no taxes. That's it. She finally gave her her red line. You know, her red line is um, no raising taxes on on the rich who don't pay any fucking taxes. So that bitch, how dare she? Really? Her constituents, are they happy with her? Apparently not. But you wait and see, guys. This bitch, she will turn she will be a turncoat now i wondered about that though can you i guess a um if if you're hired as a democrat you can you could just declare yourself something else she's gonna do that i i i just have a feeling that she will um once we get down to the wire i mean could you imagine dealing with her what a like joe biden who's been in government for f fucking 50 years, he has to call up Kristen bitch, basic bitch cinema and say, come on over, bitch, so we can have uh, maybe fucking uh, old people go to the dentist? You, st I hate her. I'm sorry, I keep cursing. Because of her, we're not going to be, um, we're not going to have community college for everybody. See, this is what they're doing. So they got to cut everything. Now, why would you say um, my thing is no, no raising taxes in a country that is the least upwardly mobile, where the rich pay no fucking taxes, where Everybody, the majority, and I'm sure her constituents, want the rich to pay their fucking taxes. Why is she standing on this hill to die on? No taxes for the rich? Why? Because she's a selfish sociopath. That's why. She want, she's seen the mountaintop, honey. She's been to the mountain, and she wants to get there. Oh, that mountain, she uh, she ain't taking anybody with her. She ain't taking her constituents. She's got, the mountain is, it's a private club. You're not invited. We're not, I'm not invited. You're not invited. The only people, it, it's buku bucks to get there. You gotta really bribe that bitch. And she will do whatever the fuck she, you say. She'll dance. She'll she'll say she's bisexual. She'll she'll go eek, thumbs down. 
to to living wages for the people she pretends to represent. Cinema blocks corporate rate tax hike. Now the cor- corporations now she's so clearly a uh, a moron. She wrote an op-ed. This this is why this country sucks, everyone. Okay? Cuz in countries that don't suck, they don't get um they don't give newspaper pages away or they don't print op-eds from morons. You know what I mean? Like Senator Cinema who wrote an op-ed about her love of the fucking filibuster, which was so historically inaccurate to be alarming. It's not even funny. It's alarming since she's, you know, uh, thumbs downing on our future. Thumbs down. Who does that? Who, who does that? Your thumbs downing a living fucking way. She thumbs downed a raise in the minimum wage from seven twenty-five an hour. So that was thumbs down too much. Wow. And she's such a victim. Oh, I know. I love the way the right-wingers are all coming to her defense. They're all, oh, remember a couple weeks ago, um, some activists followed her into a restroom, and she was all, oh, they they assaulted me in the restroom. It was a public restroom, and they didn't do anything to the dumb bitch, but of course she acted like she's um, she's so fragile. Teaching two fucking classes. Two classes. When are you doing your job, bitch? Of thumbs downing everything. That's good. Two class. That's a. That's like a full time job. So she's got a full time university gig, and then she gets to thumbs down on our future. And oh my god. So this is Julia Conley from Common Dreams, right? It seems, wait, 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 she writes, as unhinged cinema blocks corporate tax rate, demand grows for billionaires' tax. It seems truly unhinged to look at a country full of working people struggling to get by and decide that it's more important to preserve low tax rates for billionaires and corporations than it is to make significant investments in our families. Oh, yeah. Haven't you figured that out yet? Because it's it's not patriotism. They don't give a shit. They only play that patriotism bullshit to get the yokels in line to get the idiots to buy some merch from their fucked up unworkable uh, websites. You know what I mean? That's it. They don't care about borders. That's why they're hanging out on yachts with Chinese billionaires laughing at the assholes sitting in jail now for storming the Capitol on their orders. I mean, what a bunch of suckers. I love the way that fucking con man, he... He pardoned his fellow con man, Steve Bannon. 
after he stole money from the dupes, you think that Trump, um, you know, he really cared about his uh, about his assholes who he robs, that he would pardon them, right, and not pardon the guy who robbed them. Am I wrong there? Okay. Um, Senate Democrats are weighing their options regarding their plans to ensure the nation's wealthiest individuals and corporations pay their fair share in taxes. As right-wing Democrat, Senator Kristen Sinema appears poised to block a key component of Joe Biden's economic agenda, a reversal of the Trump-era corporate tax hikes. This fucking bitch, right? With friends like her. Oh, my God. That's why. I mean, why would people vote for Democrats? I uh, I would vote for Democrats to nullify Kristen Cinema. That's about it. Get rid of her. My opinion is this. Take it for what it is. The Democrats, yes, suck. We're 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 the whole system sucks. They are a product of the broken ass system. But there are more Democrats who are um, not fascists, who are actually trying, I believe, and uh, then there are not. You know what I mean? I mean, there's no hope with the Republicans. The Democrats, at least, there are a few who aren't completely a lost cause, like Bernie, for example. Well, he's not a Democrat, but you know what I mean. But others who are, who I mean, the whole um, not taking corporate money or PAC money or any of the, uh, you know, bribe money, that in itself, that's um, a requirement to be in the progressive caucus. In the, uh, and the Democratic Progressive Caucus is the largest caucus of the Democratic Party. So that used to be the smallest. So, I mean, there is progress. And the fact is, I mean, the system is broken. The whole thing is broken. It was broken by Republican, by conservatives. All of it. How do you expect to have a system that doesn't suck when it is um, literally written into law? <laughs> Br- uh, bribery is... is made legal it doesn't make any sense of course that's why you have a cinema why would you have a Kristen cinema who in their right mind would vote for a Kristen cinema look at her she's a joke she is um she's certainly not anything that she represented herself to be i mean she she was like a green party progressive because she thought She's like, um, what's her name? Candace Owens. Same thing. She started out as a liberal, and then she saw that the money was in conservatism. And this is what Kristen Cinema is. She's seen, you know, the mountaintop, baby. She likes, she's like Chuck Todd, hanging out, drinking um, wine, and smoking those fancy Cuban cigars with their... You know, with the hobnobbing with the bigwigs. That's what cinema likes. She likes that. She's somebody. Everybody's looking at her. She's special. She's a meme. She's a thumbs down meme. But trust me, guess what? Oh, she'll be 
she loves it. She loves the attention, and she doesn't care where it comes from. She doesn't. She has no moral compass or ethical, um, you know, or, or ethics in general. She. She's just you know. She's just a product of the broken ass system, and we get. I guess we get what we pay for. <laughs> And they get what they pay for. So, um, with cinema refusing to join, oh, where is it? The Arizona lawmaker who avoids speaking directly to the press. That's another thing about her I hate. I hate her. Well, nobody knows where you are, Senator Cinema, on this, on Joe Biden's plan. I'm right here. No, they don't know where you are in the negotiations. I'm right here by the elevator. Can you believe that, bitch? They don't know where you are. Oh, uh, I'm right here by the elevator. Aren't you clever? What a bitch. Well, that's somebody who is really just taking the money and running. She don't care. She got her cushy job. I mean, they make like a hundred and seventy something thousand dollars as a senator. All right, she's got that buku books laid down, but that that that's not enough for her. For that bisexual basic bitch, she wants it all. She needs more. She's seen, she's seen those Bezos books. She's been to that Bezos mansion, not not just just the Washington one. Not even the other ones. He bought a Washington mansion. Why would you buy a mansion in Washington, D.C.? Hmm. I wonder why. Can anybody think of a reason why a billionaire who could have a home anywhere will have many homes in many places, but one of those places he chooses is a giant mansion right near the Capitol. Isn't that odd? So it's just a hop, skip, and a jump. When you bribe somebody, you could just bribe them. You just, boom, bribe. Come on over for your bribe. I'll be here. (sighs) Who avoids speaking directly to the press? Well, this is why she or everybody's like, "What does she want? What does she want?" She's not even saying, and so she was like, "Okay, I'll say something." You know what? I I know what I don't like. Let me see. What do we got here? We got carbon tech. What do we got here? Oh, climate change, electric, old people with glasses. Fuck that. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, fuck it. I don't like taxes. I'll just say it, whatever. We'll, we'll choose that one, right? That's a, that's one I can choose, right? <laughs> that just reminded me <laughs> one time, my friend. <laughs> it's so funny. He, we, I know this, you know, a friend of mine, many years since we were kids, and when I, when we were kids, he he still says this to me now. One time he asked me, "What's your favorite pie?" And I said, I don't know. Strawberry. That's a pie, right? (laughs) So he always says that to me. It's like a thing. 
for the past 40 years. He's been saying, that's a pie, right? <laughs> that's a pie, right? But that's how she is. That's what it reminded me of. Huh, what do we got here? Taxes on the rich, that's on there, right? Okay, I, I don't like that one. Get rid of that one. Because, I don't know, it seems contrarian. Is it bisexual? Is it unique somehow? It's sort of like it's the pink hair of um, opposition. That's what it is. She's a basic bitch who sucks and uh, has. she really doesn't have a reason. Does she know that the United States is the least upwardly mobile? Does she know that the majority of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck? And that the middle class is below 50% of, this, of the population? You see, the corporate media, if we had a functioning corporate media, that's what they would be discussing on the corporate media. And it's another reason why we do the show here. And I mean, really just pointing it out, it drives me insane that they, that, um, what do you call it? That corporate media, they don't do the work. You know what I mean? Like they'll, they'll just say, well, Kristen Cinema is against raising taxes. And in fact, this is what they said on the, on corporate media. They were like, Kristen Cinema is against the tax hike proposals, but it's not explaining that it's not, what do you mean tax hike? No, nobody likes tax hikes, right? But when you're not qualifying it, you're making it as if um, everybody is going to get a tax hike. Why is it that the American people don't know that the middle class is now below 50% of the population? You know? You, did you ever think about that? The reason why is because it's not in the rich, the 1%, best interest for us to know so it's it's not out there it's not public knowledge it's not out there for you know general knowledge right which is it drives me crazy because everybody should know that and if we had a functioning government right which would include a functioning fourth estate we would, everybody, the, the American people would get it, but we wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Like if the American people were aware that um, the middle class was going lower and lower and lower on the ladder and, and this was a direct result of the policies of conservatism, the American people, I mean, wouldn't we maybe do something about it you would think maybe maybe not i don't know but the corporate media doesn't have an interest in us knowing it's in their interest that we don't know that we think um that the 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 we just pay attention to the polls you know up in the polls down in the polls and who likes this and who likes that they never explain what the fucking things are they don't say that well, they just say, well, Kristen Sinema is against tax hikes. That's it. No context. Well, what, what are you talking about? She's against tax hikes in a country that is the least upwardly mobile. Do you ever hear that on corporate media? 
Never. Of course not. Because they don't want you to know. They want you to think that you're middle class when you're living paycheck to paycheck. You're not. That's not middle class, everybody. And we need another uh, definition, that's for sure. We, one of the things that you need as a civilization, as a community, uh, you need common definitions of things. Like, that's why it's alarming that we have different interpretations of freedom. What is freedom? Of course, to the, the filthy fascists, it's nothing. It's just a stupid... Um, it's a phrase that they use to excuse being selfish and not giving a shit about anybody but themselves. That's it. But what is free? Well, freedom to me is um, freedom to go to a doctor when sick. Freedom to take a to be sick. You know, freedom to be human. To be frail. To have a bad day. That's what being human is, to be, you know, to need some help now and then. That's what humans are. What is human? God damn it, is that we, what is being, what is inhumane? Turning away, right? Not caring. Being human is to give a shit. Supposedly. But the, um, the fact is, wealth inequality is far worse than people even, even guess. And that's a failure of corporate media. But it's not, it's the wrong way to put it, though. It's not a failure. It is a, uh, it's, <laughs> it's a purposeful omission, so... It's not a, it's not the feature. I mean, it's not the bug. It's a feature kind of thing. So, because if corporate media were doing their job, don't you think, okay, guys, if a functioning democratic republic depended on having a um, working class majority that was economically vibrant, wouldn't and, th and this is what we were, right? America is supposed to be this shining sitting on a hill. Um, did I say sitting on a hill or city? City on a hill. And uh, it's supposed to be a shining city on a hill and a beacon of democracy for everybody, right? We're supposed to be. Well, wouldn't we know if this beacon of democracy was teetering on, the, on a precipice, on, a, on the edge of the abyss? with this income inequality and upward immobility? Why don't people know this? The corporate media would, if the corporate media were, were working in the best interest of the American people, the American people would know this. You know what I mean? It wouldn't sound so outrageous when I say it. We can't have a democracy and... Um, an oligarchy at the same time. Guys, it cannot happen. So what do we think is going on here? Of course, the Republicans, are, they've doubled down on their lie. They're setting up a stolen election. There's no doubt. That's what they're doing. Right out in the open, they're advertising it. Are we going to let them get away with it? 
they weren't able to they wouldn't be able to do it if not for this wealth and equality but it's far worse this country the country's um here here what country has wealth distributed closest <laughs> to what the americans consider ideal okay this is from the tampa bay times and it was published it was just published october 2nd Concer wait, who wrote it let me see let me see let me see Mur who wrote this murad antia that's it and i'm sticking to it concerns over income and wealth inequality are gaining currency all over the world including in communist china unions are demanding that the minimum wage be raised to 15 dollars an hour and it just went to 10 in florida as part of a gen uh, as part of a gradual increase to 15. corporations have joined in by raising or planning to raise salaries for their lowest paid workers oh well halla fucking lulia hallelujah damn you Dan, well, they're only doing it because they know the pitchforks and torches are being sharpened and the pitch, the, the torches are being wrapped and the pitchforks are being sharpened. Dan Ariely from Duke and um, Michael Norton from Harvard have been studying attitudes about wealth inequality for about two decades. According to their research, Americans believe, <laughs> get ready guys, that the richest 20% own about 60% of the nation's wealth. Oh, well, that's interesting. And ideally wanted them to have about 30%. Okay, that's what they think, ideal. The richest, eh, about 30%, okay? I think that's fair. In reality, the richest 20% own more than 80%, not 30%, 80%. At the other end of the spectrum, Americans estimated that the poorest 20% owned about 4% of the wealth. They believe that they should own about 10%. Well, the reality is they own not, not 4% or 10% or even 1%, but 0.01%. They found that the ideal distribution described by this representative sample of Americans was dramatically more equal than exists anywhere in the world, with 32% of wealth belonging to the wealthiest quintile, down to 11% by the poorest. When given a choice between the wealth distributions of unnamed countries, right? So they say country A, which is the United States, and country B which is Sweden in this example, 92% of, of the nationally represented samples of Americans, wait for it, wait for it, they preferred Sweden. Of course they did. Who wouldn't? They want to live in Sweden. These, are you kidding me? These American um, eagle shirt wearing assholes, they want to live in, they think they live in Sweden. Surprisingly, a vast majority of Americans seem to prefer to live in a country with a wealth distribution more like Sweden. 
often referred to as a socialist country. Well, what do you expect? Republicans, it's, uh, it's a goddamn tragedy and a travesty. Listen, my name is Tara Devlin. You guys make me want to get out of bed in the morning. Obviously, I have issues. But thank you for uh, supporting the show. Patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Thank everybody for hanging out. Remember, we're going to be here tomorrow night, okay? Evening around 8 o'clock, maybe 7, maybe 8. I don't know. But we will win if, 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 if we support the liberal media. God damn it. Bing, 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 bing. So we'll just finish this article and then we'll call it a night because I'm clearly a little bit out of sorts. So um, where is it? I lost it. Fuck. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out. You make me feel better about life, even though uh, it's tough. Oh, my lordy. Richard W., thank you for your super chat. Another great show, Tara. Thank you. I really, I really needed to hear that <laughs> after tonight. I don't know. I'm in my head a lot. It's not good. I'm in my head. And in my head, I don't want to go in my head alone. I need you guys. I need to bring you with me. I need backup. Bring a gun, too, I think, and a flashlight when we go in there. <sighs> yes, surprisingly, a vast majority of Americans seem to prefer to live in a country with a wealth distribution more like Sweden, often referred to as a socialist country. And this is why I get nuts when I'm watching the corporate media, why we do the show to counteract that bullshit, because... How many times have we watched the corporate media and they're on there saying Americans aren't socialists. Americans don't like socialism. Uh, but they say yes. They say no. One one says this. One two says that. I mean, it's just like, do they ever explain it though? Do they break it down like this? If you ask the average Joe moron in this moron infested country, they say, I don't like no socialism, but let's just break it down here. Country A and country B. Which do you prefer? By an overwhelming margin. Overwhelmingly. The American people were like, Sweden. I don't want to live in that other shithole country. That sounds like it sucks. Oh. Oh, you mean that's America? And the American people are as dumb as, as a box of goddamn rocks. I mean, really. It's the most infuriating thing to me when I watch corporate media and they're doing these polls. A poll. Fuck you and your poll. Fuck you with a poll. Excuse my language. I'm sorry. I take it back. But I mean, come on. Why don't they explain? Why don't they say, look at what Sweden has. I mean, all the time they have this poll. 
uh, saying, well, the American people just don't like socialism. They don't like it there. Don't like it here. I do not like it here. I do not like it on Iraq. I do not like it with the box. I don't like with the box of morons. I don't know. Thinking of Dr. Seuss. But they never explain. Well, you like your socialist security. It's so infuriating, isn't it? That's why we're stupid. And the other day, I have to tell you, I wish I was laying in bed. That's why I didn't I didn't grab it. I was like half asleep, and I was just like, oh my god, I hate this corporate media. What? Because they were going on about um, the Build Back Better plan. They were talking to somebody from the center of American. Pro- I'm talking about Morning Joe now. I was watching Morning Joe, and it was Joe, Donnie Deutsch. Ugh. And um, a guy from the Center for American Progress. And the guy from this, thank God that guy was there from the Center for American Progress because he, he, he wrapped it up so well. The two douchebags, Joe and, um, and Donnie Deutsch, who pulled himself up by his bootstraps and inherited his, his dad's advertising agency, fortunate for him, because he coincidentally is an advertising guru, so um, they so Joe Scarborough was saying to him, and they were discussing the Build Back Better plan, and they were saying how progressives need to stop with their um, intransigence, and they really need to accept. They need to put on their big boy pants and big girl pants. Is. And um, and what were they saying? Um, they need to accept that they're not going to get everything they want. That's it. And they better just grow up and get and and Joe Manchin is from a state that has that's very red. So of course, you know, they don't want to breathe. And uh, Kristen Cinema, who knows what she wants, but she's Mavericks. She's all Mavericks up to her um, her stupid pink hair. And um, I was screaming at the TV. What are you talking about? It's not the progressives. It's the progressives. Better stop it. It's always the fucking progressives. You notice that the normal people, the Democrats, the small D Democrats, the actual patriots. Yeah, it's always them getting in the way, right? We just can't have um, rapacious, unfettered, concentrated wealth. What the fuck? It's always the, the progressives better realize. And Donnie Deutsch going off. Yeah, they're, they're, I'm, I live up here in uh, the Upper East Side. And uh, everybody, the, you know, they're they're all talking about this Biden better, do, you know, shut the fuck up, please. And then the guy from the the Center for American Progress at the end, he the two douchebags were going back and forth, saying nothing. And then the guy got in, and he was he brought it home. He brought in the truth, man. He said, you know what? What are you talking about? Progressives. I mean, he didn't say it like this. He said it in a, in a way that is acceptable on television. He's like, it's not the progressives plan. It's 
not the progressive intransients, and it's not about um, progressives not getting what they want. It's the American people. Over 70 effing percent of the American people from both sides of the political spectrum want to pass this build fucking back effing better plan. They want, we want this. The American people need this. They all do. But, oh, the progressives, they're not going to get everything they want. Don't you know? I hate that shit. Do you get that? But that's why they're doing it. They're doing it because they want the American people to be like, I don't like socialism. I'm a dum-dum, and I don't like socialism. And, um, well, what is socialism? I don't, it's fascism. It's communism. It's Nazism. It's... Whatever, whatever, what did Marjorie Taylor Greene say today? Who knows? Whatever it is, that's what it is. God, help us. We have so much work to do. Guys, guys. Yes, Winston Smith on the on the chat. Donnie Deutsch is a longtime friend of Trump's. Yeah, yeah, he's just, I mean, one of these people, born on third base, thinking he hit a triple and now we all have to endure him we all have to listen to him it drives me crazy it's like the megan mccain's of the world now megan mccain is writing for i think she's writing for what is she writing for i don't know like some english paper the let me see megan mccain is she writing for I think she's writing for like um, uh, let me go on her twitter because i'm sure she posted her articles oh no what is this shit oh no she has a book too what is this crap bad bad republican Megan McCain. Who cares? Look at her. Somebody really bought the, will buy this book? Why? Why would anybody want to read that? Like some I, I don't know, man. I sometimes I just think I'm not I'm, I'm from a different planet or something cuz I'm looking at this book and I'm like who the would read this why is this a book you know what i mean like who oh my god who cares this is why we're so dumb because the likes of her, her she's got a book the likes of hers got a book <laughs> i can't talk i'm only kidding wow and we all have to listen. And then she, she's so full of shit. She was on Meet the Press. They put her on Meet the Press, guys. And she she said untrue things on Meet the Press. And, and nobody said anything. And I was like, are you kidding me? No wonder. Wow. I know what to get everybody for Christmas. 
All right, we got work to do, and we'll continue tomorrow. What do you think? I need to go to bed. I, I really have to get unconscious, I think. Look at me. I look like shit. I, I, I mean, the show was, I don't know, fair to partly cloudy, I suppose, and included me crying and uh, a lot of technical problems. So thank you. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, what are you going to do, right? Sometimes if I get embarrassed, I think, fuck it. Who cares? What matter? It doesn't matter in the long run. I, I'm talking about me making a fool out of myself. No Megan video. No, Paradou. I don't have... We there was You missed the beginning of the show. We have a problem. Ecamm sucks. That's all. I mean, it doesn't suck. I hope that... I'm only saying that because if the guy is listening. <laughs> From Ecamm. Not that he listens. I doubt it. In case he does. Don't listen to that part. Just listen to this part. Ecamm is great. No, it's all right. It, it, it's okay. It, when it works, it works well. It has some things that annoy me. For example, when I'm doing a show, we you know, it says go live. So I hit the go live button and the show goes out and all the notifications go. And then you guys start coming and populating the chat room. And, and then five minutes into the show, I'm tr I try to play a video and a error box pops up that says you need to um, update your your ecam. Why does it do that? Isn't that dumb? Shouldn't it say that when I open the program? Not when I try to access the feature. Okay. While I'm live. Okay. Just another um just pointing it out. All right, guys. I really thank you. Thank you. I see you guys on the chat. Thank you, Andrea and Paradu and White Rabbit and Robin M and Shadow Star Ace and Errol. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Who else is on this chat? JD and Ed, of course, and Robin. Guys, I don't know what I'd do without you, really. Terry Taylor and Jabbermocky. Oh boy, and Steve. Nice to see you guys. I see you there. And I see you, Susan. Nice to see you. And EJ. Thank you, Anthony. Aw. Anthony writes, I've always loved you, Tara, but tonight I love you more than ever. Thank you, Anthony. You make me feel better. Mm. All right, listen, l listen, 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 my friend. Oh, and Paul, I see your super chat. That's so weird, Paul. Thank you, Paul, for your super chat. But it's weird. You, the reason why I'm saying it's weird is that, well, maybe I could show you. You see, this is what I see when I'm doing the show. This is you. I see the chat over here and the super chats come here in the middle, but your super chat did not show up. Can you see that? 
You see? You as you see it here, Paul, and then it's not on the bottom. Maybe it's down here. I don't know. There's no scrolling. But thank you, Paul, and your little emoji. You are amazing. Thank you. You are. Richard W., thank you. Guys, 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 guys. Errol Thomas, did I miss you? Did I? I better not. Thank you, Errol Thomas, for everything. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, Errol. I didn't see you. What about me? You're the best. That's what about you. How about that? Who did I miss? You're all important to me. You're not even, you don't even know. I'm telling you. Jabber Maki, Errol, Terry, Robin. Oh, there'll be more. Okay, guys, listen, 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 listen. You're the best. I thought if Ray was behind me, I would bring him up here for take a bow. And uh, listen up, guys. You know what? We will win. All right. We have to think positively. Julie. Thank you, Julie. I see you, Julie. Nice to see you. All right, my friends. Well, well, how about we meet back here tomorrow around... I'm shooting for around 7.30. What do you think? Okay, in that area, that the 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll see. Like I said, we will win. We're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. My God. We stick together. We win. Thank you. Thank you, Anthony. Anthony says, I'll be there. Nice. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you all tomorrow night.